Good morning, comrades. You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. Good morning, comrade. We've got Jeff and Robert on the show recording, pre-record this week because uh, of the DSA convention, which is happening uh, as of release of this show today, um, which is going to be actually at the, uh, the uh, Unitarian Universalist Church on Claiborne uh, at noon. So, you know, after this show, if you feel like you want to go on, run on down there on Saturday, uh, hit it up. Robert, you going to convention? Nope. Nope. Uh, well, Saturday, I've got a work thing in the morning, and what am I doing afterwards? I'm doing something. I can't remember. I have to check my calendar, but no, I will not be there. You got you working every day over at work now, huh? Yeah. I have to go. Ta- I mean, it's it's close to DSA. I'll be tabling, so. Yeah. What are you tabling I'll be for? Oh. Huh? Are you tabling for work stuff? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, well, anyway. So I'll be doing that at... Um, What's that place? Uh, Xavier, Xavier University. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Robert, you've been watching the Stanley Cup Finals, huh? Yeah, it sucks because I'm a Lightning fan, and I don't think they're gonna pull it out. Like I haven't. Usually, I would, I would bet on this, but I, I've stayed away from the whole finals, and it's proven me right because <laughs> these games are chaotic. They are mad chaotic. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, cool. I'm just, uh, yeah, as far as me, as far as what I got going on, uh, it's summer. So I'm kind of just like chilling. Um, I know I noticed like you'd be hitting me up and I'd be like, I'm at work, my dude. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm doing a little side get gig, like computer stuff, like with my friends. Um, but other than that, um, I'm, I'm kind of like doing a lot of stuff around the house. It's been a lot of gardening, uh, which is, uh, you know, pretty exhausting cause it's been freaking hot lately. It has been hot as Hades out there. So it's been, it's been, pretty it is. Brutal. Yeah. It's so hot that, I mean, it's not even a type of weather to, I remember I used to, when I was a tourist, I used to come down during the summer and just spend all day in the hotel or the pool and then go out at night. But I, I took a little walk for lunch today um, in the quarter, and it was so hot. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. This is bad, y'all. Bad. <laughs> like, this is, this is really bad. I, I and apparently, like, it's a heat wave all over the country. So, welcome to the new climate. I usually thrive in summertime. I usually like no, kind of dig it, high. and I'm fine with it. But this time, this year. I feel like it's like it's actually melting me. Like I feel like I'm it actually really is. dying. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> so I can't wait. And people like will ask me straight up, like, "Wow, I can't believe you're 40 and don't have any kids." Like, oh yeah, do I want to be? Do I really want them to be Mad Max like climate war veterans? Like, no. Like I, there's a reason why I haven't had kids. Yeah, totally, totally. No thanks. Totally. So yeah, man. Um, lot going on lately. Uh, have you heard anything about this uh, railroad strike happening in uh, Great Britain? This right is now? the first time I've heard of it. Uh, yeah. I have not been following the news very much, um, to be honest. Nothing wrong as with a politico. That. It's just I've been taking a mental health break. I've been um, kind of meta- metaphorically going off into the woods and just trying to take care of me right now. Yeah. Well, today was day two of a strike that started i'm actually going to read from an article from the guardian uh talking about so rail strike second day of action underway after talks collapse uh this is in the guardian like i said second day of rail strikes is underway after talks between rmt which is the railroad union out there 
uh, and railway employers broke down. RMT accused Transport Secretary Grant Chaps, who's like a government minister, I guess, okay. uh, of wrecking negotiations by refusing to allow Network Rail to withdraw redundancy threats. Mr. Shapps called the claim a total lie, adding the union was solely to blame for the massive disruption. Thursday's strike is set to have a, a similar impact as Thursday, as Tuesday's, rather, with 20% of services running. So they basically are like, they're shutting it down out there. That's rad. Yeah, it is. Um, there are no stri- strikes taking place on the tube network. Um, the operator, TFL, was warned of disruption to some services, including the London Overground. Uh, so basically, like... Right now, the uh, strikes are happening, and like I don't know, man, it, it, it's pretty wild. Like, what don't you know? Huh? I said, what don't you know, Jeff? I, I don't know a lot of stuff, bro. I, I think don't... you know. Yeah, I mean, I, look, the way that I sort of like have 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 viewed this, and, and a lot of the things that I've I've seen, there's this one guy who's like the the general secretary of, um, of the RMT guy mm-hmm. by the name of uh mick lynch uh which is like it seems like a very like british ass name right <laughs> it's nick lynch mick mick lynch not even mick, mick. lynch mick and uh he's been like yeah. doing like all of the uh like uh, like handling a lot of the press and just absolutely like brutalizing uh a lot of the british press uh he went on piers morgan we have a little sound we can do for that please do yeah so, are you or are you not a Marxist? You've literally made your profile picture the hood, an evil criminal terrorist mastermind. What will picketing involve? Well, you can see what picketing involves. I can't believe this line of questioning. Amid the nationwide rail strikes, the RMT union head Mick Lynch is uh, facing some bizarre lines of questioning. So this is so wild. Like, first of all, ugh. like, first of all, if you're in the labor movement, it's kind of be weird if you if you weren't. A Marxist, or at least have a leftist ideology. Yeah. And then people like you think Pierce Morgan would have learned from our uh, not friend of the show. When I mean by not friend, I mean like parasocial relationship uh, we have with um, the host of like one of the hosts on Navarre Media. I can't even think of their name. Their name right now. Yes, Ash Sarkar. Thank you. See, that's why. That's why I keep you around. But like when she's like, I'm literally a communist, you idiot, and like went viral and it made him look so stupid. Like this is not. This is not the 40s, dude. Like, you can't just be like, you're a Marxist and people are going to care. Mm-hmm. Like, socially, if this was a, if, the, if, if social change and leftist ideology was determined by like just the vibe out there in the street right now or on social media or whatever, like, Bernie would be emperor for life. Yeah. And like, communism would have won already. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you, you can't just call people socialists and Marxists and like expect to get a reaction. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? It's so old. ...that they are going to bring in agency workers. My question to you is, I'm guessing that your some of your members will still stay on the picket lines. What will they do if agency workers try to cross those picket lines? Well, we will picket them. What do you think we'll do? We run a picket line and we'll ask them not to go to work. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, that happening on, like, American news, by the way? Like, but like, it does all the time. Like, stupid questions get asked. No, no, it's not the stupid question that gets asked. Like, look, I, I, I'm a pro-union guy in Oh, do you in mean America. the clap back? All right. Yeah, I don't think that any, like, I, I can't think of, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not giving enough credit. But, like, an, a, like, an international union head 
would just basically say, what the hell are you talking about? We're going to like block people from going to work. Like, don't be yeah. ridiculous. We'll pick it. Yeah. Like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. We... Oh, it's wild. I just felt like this show, like Pierce Morgan, who's he, I mean, I, you can't really be like, Oh, you're so dumb because I think he's just um, him and like the, the journos and the talking heads like him, even in the U S press, you know, like he's in the club. Like it's not even being on the club. Like he's pandering to the last people who are watching the show. Yeah. Like who's watching this except for people who think that, being socialist is some kind of a bad thing in the year of our Lord 2022. Yeah. Those are the only people left watching TV. That's true, too. That's a good song. Sorry. I'm sorry if you feel the need to ridicule me, but I'm just asking you what you expect your ridicule, members to your do. Your questions if are, agency are workers, into the nonsense. I'm we asking you. As effectively no, they're not. We can. And what does that involve? There it is. is that the tube? <laughs> is that what I hear in the background? No, it's uh, so this is like mostly overground stations and and things right. like that. But um, I I don't know. Like it's just like he he stepped away. I don't know if you can see the video on Discord, but um, he stepped away and just like looked, and it's like a couple of guys just like holding the line, like just normal right. looking dudes. <laughs> you won't stop agency workers crossing the picket line. We will try to stop agency workers crossing the picket line by asking them not to go to work. What is it you're yeah. suggesting we will do? They... Uh, you've been accused severally in the last few weeks of being a Marxist. It happened again last night. Uh, about this is awesome. MP said you this were is awesome. This is awesome. Right. I can't wait. This is, uh, I guess, on Good Morning Britain from a couple of days ago. There's a bunch of, a bunch of, this is like a, a bunch of clips of this, but, but this dude rules. Marxist with no interest in anything other than trying to tear down the government. Now, are you or are you not a Marxist? Because if you are a Marxist, then you're into revolution and into bringing down capitalism. So <laughs> just listen to the framing of that. Like if you're a Marxist, like like people are saying you're a Marxist. I'm not saying you're a Marxist, but people, many people are saying that you're a Marxist. And if you're a Marxist, then that means that you're like literally just trying to bring down the government. Like it's not like a analysis of the world and the material conditions that exist. So random people are just saying that you're a Marxist, and if that's true, you're trying to destroy the government straight up. That's the only thing that you care about. <laughs> I mean, even even if it was, it's like that that that's based, yeah, and cool, like, yeah, and good. Yeah, I I definitely agree. But like, just sort of like this 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 long walk of like. Are you this? And if you're that, you're that. You know, like this whole. He's this... talking. To, I mean, he's talking to the five grandmas. Who's again? Just yeah. uh, I know I might be overstating my case, but no, he's talking it. to the five nanas who are eating like toast and beans mm -hmm. in the morning. Like he's not talking. That he knows his audience, and that's where he's going. Yeah, and he's like exonerating himself from the whole process too, which is also hilarious. Are you or aren't you? <laughs> Richard, you do come up with the most remarkable twaddle sometimes. I've got I to say. say well, 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 uh, I didn't say you were a Marxist. With, with I'm saying that you're being accused of being a Marxist, and that's, yeah, called, that's, that's called reporting. No, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm, a, I'm not a Marxist. I'm an elected official of the RMT. I'm a working-class bloke leading a, a trade union dispute about jobs, pay, and conditions of service. So it's got nothing to do with Marxism. It's all about 
this dispute uh, it's an industrial dispute yes. and that's what it's all about absolutely I'm, I, I emphasize I am not talking twaddle and accusing you of being a Marxist I'm merely quoting people I guess talking twaddle and like oi bruv I guess it means like you're like trying to like drag their name through the mud or something like that. I guess I've it never... sounds dirty. It does. Yeah. It's like it almost sounds like he's calling him a nonce or something like that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it sounds pretty dirty. Who are including many of the newspapers? Well, that's what it sounds... They say the weirdest stuff in, in like 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 British English. I, I've never I've never like I've never like the the slang is so wild. I like it. I dig it. You dig it? Yeah to me well well i'm sorry if it did but i don't think it was um but anyway to be absolutely clear you are not a marxist fine why don't you just confirm or deny if this is your facebook page it's a picture yeah, of can you a see picture the of the hood from thunderbirds can you see the likeness well i'm just wondering where the comparison goes because he was obviously <laughs> an evil criminal what? terrorist mastermind uh, described as the world's most dangerous man who really is mean, like nobody knows what Thunderbirds of Go is. I only know because I'm a weird pop culture like idiot, but like <laughs> knows except 99 year old people. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. What is it? It's one of those. Do you ever see um, the that South Park, not the Trey Parker, Matt Stone uh, uh, Team America movie? Or you know what it is, right? Yeah, I and do. use the little puppets. Yeah. That that thing is a parody of Thunderbirds or Go, okay. which was a children's show that used little puppets and they were like space people. Mm -hmm. They like flew around in spaceships or whatever. It's stupid, but like nobody knows what that is except for the oldest people on Earth. <laughs> so of course, Piers Morgan knows what it is. Absolutely, and it's like a terrorist mastermind. Yeah, and uh, what on and, Earth? And and Mick Lynch made it his Facebook profile picture or something like that, and like. What what like Piers Morgan is asking is like, oh, are you a evil terrorist mastermind? When he like literally just looks Holy like the cow, the, like the puppet. It's like, it's <laughs> absolutely awesome. Amazing. That is awesome. Is that, that the level you're pitching this at? On the is that the level you're pitching this at, Piers? That is a joke amongst me and my friends, and you can see the likeness if you like. So He's you're not denying that you are eyebrows. comparing yourself to the hood. Incredible. I'm not comparing myself to anyone. I'm me. You've literally made your profile picture the hood. <laughs> Did he know, like, Piers Morgan knows exactly what he's doing, too. Like, boomers are go. Huh? Said boomers are go. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can see he's got this, like, like, I know exactly what I'm doing look on his face. Like, I'm going to, like, cause some drama for zero reason other than the fact that, like, I can do it. Like what a what a what a what a, wow. what a content demon really is what this is about more than anything. <laughs> what a weirdo, yeah. man. Be saying I was so a massive. What? If it was a bunch I was of a Thunderbirds fan, and the hood was the most dangerous evil person in the world. He's the most evil puppet made out of vinyl in the world. Is that the level your journalism's at these days? <laughs> he asked you if that was you and your Facebook page. Well, do, you, do, do you think I look like the most evil person in the world, Piers? Well, now you're asking me to, to answer a difficult question, Mick. I don't know you that well. All well, I'm I saying is you have personally... I don't think I am the most evil person in the world. I'm I think I'm a working-class bloke who's leading a trade union in a it's dispute. It's embarrassing that they even post this, like... You got this from their website. This like, is this from, is embarrassing. This is from the Guardian. The this Guardian is from the. Oh, it's from the Guardian. Okay, thank God. The Ooh, Guardian. I'm sorry. I gotta, the, the Guardian I did try like to a keep clip. up. The Guardian did like a clip, a clip uh, oh, video man. of this. A really good job of a lot of this stuff. You, I'm telling you, Meghan Markle curb curbing him is. It really <laughs> did a number on him. It really, it really scrambled his eggs. Mm -hmm. Bad. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was a good one. And then, of course, so um, just to talk a little bit about British politics, which we don't really, like, talk a lot about on this show, but, like, most people might re- remember Jeremy Corbyn, who was, like, the the sort of like the Bernie Sanders version of the, um, you know, labor leader. Uh, he was sort of like the equivalent that they had in, in, in England. And essentially he was uh, – he, he rose to the level of the leader of the party – and he was essentially forced out through like every dirty trick in the book, including like a lot of similar things that happened to Bernie, include like and, and um, uh, including for 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 Corbyn, like a lot of like really shaky allegations of him being like anti-Semitic and stuff like that. And he eventually, oh yeah, got, I, I definitely remember. He he eventually got ousted, and uh, this guy Keir Starmer, who is just like this absolute dog water politician, like an absolute centrist. Uh, he, he's become in charge of the Labour Party now, and essentially, the strategy of the Labour Party in all of this, uh, headed by Keir Starmer and run by these centrists, has been essentially to like not say anything, don't support the workers, don't like say anything against the workers. I guess, which I is, I suppose is a good thing, but like the idea seems to be. Like, if we just keep our hands, you know, a powder dry and our hands, you know, clean, then the Tories, the, you know, the Conservative Party are going to get crushed on this, which is the dumbest. That is like exactly what the Democrats in America do. It seems like they're just taking a cue from the Democratic Party in America. Yeah, just, just, just like, like, just pray that your enemies are going to like destroy themselves and then always like shock Pikachu when that doesn't happen. (laughs) That's exactly what the labor strategy is right now, the labor party. So, like, it, and and again, it makes sense because it's run by in a in a it's run by the same class of people that run, you know, again, the equivalents of Britain, that uh, the same class of people that run the Democratic Party in America, which is like capital, like it's just you know slightly more, I guess, socially like, you know, like willing to signify some, you know, do, do cultural signifiers, uh, than the conservatives who are just like straight up racist. They, they like, they're like, they're like capital light. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, I mean, Biden's turning blue waiting for the, the Republican fever to break. Yeah. Yeah. To this day. I mean, he's been waiting, breath, he's been waiting, waiting for the, that. he's been waiting for the fever to break since he was the vice president under Obama. I mean, like that's yeah. the same line that they rolled out then. And it still hasn't happened. I want. I don't understand why. It's just like shocked Pikachu forever. Like it's they always like shocked Pikachu. They like they like winning bigly. Bigly, that's true. That is true. Anyway, that's sort of like what I got on uh, on a lot of this stuff. Uh, and like again, if you like, you know what Boris John, you know who Boris Johnson is, right? Of course, he is the prime minister of like great britain he's like constantly he just he just had to have a um no no confidence vote in parliament like that he won by like the skin of his teeth it was like like 30 votes or something like that he won by or something maybe i'm wrong on the numbers but like he 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 basically is is waning in power and the labor like being worse at strategy and losing to this guy constantly over and over again just getting your butt kicked by that like repeatedly is just like that is what the democrats do that is the, that is like the same exact dynamic it's crazy 
No, absolutely. I was actually having this discussion with my dad because we were talking about like we both really like the new um, the Obi Wan show and the whole idea of you know I, I broke it down to him is like uh, Jedi Knights are are mostly liberals who just wait around and and hope that the Empire falls apart and Empire wants power, but luckily they're they're too busy they're too dumb to hold it. Luckily, and they're just so busy infighting that they they can't like get a good grip on the galaxy like it's very it's very parallel to our political system right now that we have i think i think you're right we have one certain... party that just sits on their hands and says what can i do and the other the other one like is evil and gets stuff done but they're just dumb enough that they can't hold on to power for mm-hmm. very long but luckily for them the quote unquote not you know centrist in the country are willing to give it right back to them mm-hmm yeah, that's I can I can see that, and, and again, like this the strategy seems to be, just like I, I don't know. I, I think the effect is different in the movies than it is in real life because instead of like actually creating a you know strong resistance to that you know like a re- the rebel forces or whatever, like instead of creating that, you just like as the, the society creates like you say all the time. It creates libertarians, people who just don't believe that anything could ever get better, and they're just gonna look out for themselves. They're gonna like look out for no, number absolutely. one because, or because... they're just so dog tired. Yeah, like I'm feeling the same way. I'm just so dog tired, just trying to like live life, not sizzle out in the you know street or trying to put gas in my car. That I'm just like I I'm kind of checked out. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of the that's part of the game too. Mm-hmm. Is to get you to feel like that. Yeah, man, I feel that. I definitely feel that. So anyway, um, just to kind of move on, I, I did want to talk a little bit about um, uh, the local 54 in Atlantic City who are about to go on strike in New Jersey. That's so cool. Yeah. They have it out. So shout out to local uh, to Unite Here Local 54, all the workers in Atlantic City. Let's talk about that for a second. I'm reading from Play NJ, which is, I guess, some kind of New Jersey – uh, New, New Jersey, I guess, trade paper around the about casinos and stuff. Yeah, it sounds like a, um the Atlantic City like yeah free casino report or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, union workers from five Atlantic City casinos have voted overwhelmingly to authorize a July first strike, citing the need for better wages amidst costs of inflation following the pandemic. Members of Unite Here Local Fifty Four on June fifteenth, which is you know last week. Um, a week ago today, actually, uh, as of recording, uh, authorized their negotiating committee to strike against Borgata Three Casinos, uh, the B- Borgata and Three Casinos owned by Caesars Entertainment. Hey, the Caesars Superdome, remember that? Yeah. Caesars, Harris, and the Tropicana, and a July third strike against the Hard Rock if new contracts are not in place by them. And like, just to sort of like get into a little of the the, the what's going on here. So this is good from the perspective of you are negotiating a contract. There are like deadlines for when those contracts are going to be, you know, expire, right? If you don't have a strike authorized and like organized and ready to roll out by the time that July 1st in one case or July 3rd date rolls around, then you literally 
are just like, you know, the naked SpongeBob meme. You're just like nothing. You have nothing that you can do because you haven't marshaled your own forces. You haven't organized your own troops to get ready for this fight. So this is good from that perspective. So strike is authorized and like it actually puts the union in a, in a position where they can nego like like they have a strong negotiating position from which they can get concessions. If they didn't have the strike authorization in place, they would be in a much worse negotiating position. Is, is all I'm trying to say here. Um. Well, yeah. It sounds I, like I common. Way... It, so it sounds like common sense, but like I've seen so many times in my own like experience, I've seen like a contract roll around and like. Shock Pikachu face. What do we do? We don't have it all ready to go. What are we going to do now? You know? Yeah, I was going to say, you know way more about this than I do, but it seems like it's kind of crazy to me that you would even strike and then not have something in place. Because mm -hmm. it's like, you've got a plan to win. Like, you've got a... I don't know. It's like that meme of just like, you've got a plan for the next war before the mm -hmm. before you even finish that, you know, the first one. Mm -hmm. you you got to... It just seems crazy. Like, what if they say yes? Yeah. And then you don't have a you don't have a plan in place. Yeah. Yeah. What if what if what if the boss is like, no, we're not listening to you. We're not negotiating with you. Uh, you're not ready to strike. You're not ready to do anything about it. Um, no. Like, you can you can take a walk, workers. Like, we're not scared of you. Right. You know, like right. like you need to have this this in place. So, um, Union President Bogmi Debit. Um, said that 96% of the seven th uh, several thousand union members who cast ballots did so in favor, of a in favor of a strike. Quote, I caution the industry not to take this lightly. They need to take this seriously, he said during a live stream uh, press conference at the Atlantic City Convention Center where the vote took place. There, there is no expletive. Th this is a no expletive thing. I guess he means BS. <laughs> Just weeks later, the same site in the convention center had been used for a job fair by the same casinos that could be affected by the strike. A strike that would affect roughly 10,000 workers, which make up a large part of the city's hospitality workforce, McDevitt said. The press conference and vote rallied a few thousand union members who gathered to chant, cheer, and hold signs that read, Casino workers need a raise, and we deserve a raise. It's a no-brainer. I voted yes. That's awesome. No, that's so awesome. And like Atlantic City casinos are... Are hurting that's Trump, too. That's like, Trump's country hard. too. That is like yeah, it is. Um, you know, that's where Trump ran. He ran Trump Taj Mahal mm -hmm. into the ground, and it seems like you know that Atlantic Atlantic City casinos, like I said, are, are hurting, and because there's just casino gambling pretty much everywhere. So mm -hmm. the first thing that people are going to try to cut when they cut expenses is. You know, a huge multinational corporation like Caesars, they're going to try to cut, you know, la uh, labor benefits. Yeah. So I'm glad they're not letting them do that. Yeah. And and, and yeah, and, and again, like they, they have a union in place. They have a but like they're they're organized. They're ready to go. And and again, um, I've actually had conversations with with staffers from Unite here, and they've said they've done this before. You know, they did That's this awesome. against Trump in you know before he was even president. Uh, with the Trump Taj Mahal and a lot of the other sh other places too. So like, this is a fighting union, and they're they're oh, yeah. they're gonna get they're gonna get maybe not everything that they want. I haven't seen all, the entire list of what the demands are here. Um, 
but uh, here's what um, here, here's where things stand. Maybe yeah. So from the Atlantic City Casino perspective, nothing much is said. Borgata, Hard Rock, and Caesars Entertainment did not respond to emails requesting comments. You know, guys have said wages have fallen in recent years. Some reasons are 2008 downturn, damages from Hurricane Sandy, the recent pandemic, followed by inflation. Nobody's got money to go casinos anymore yeah, because right. of this crazy inflation that's taking place, which is, I mean, again, I don't want to talk about you know monetary policy. I'm not an expe- expert on that, but the idea that they're raising interest rates while they're going to sort of punish, you know, punish workers at the same time is, is I mean, Volcker Shock 2. And here's some of the numbers based on union survey of 1,974 casino workers. So they did a survey of the workers. Uh, 61% reported that they struggled to pay their rent or mortgage on time in the past year. 32% reported they lacked money for food. 37% lacked money for utilities. Um, McDevitt said that Bally's and Ocean Casino Resort have uh, have what he called Me Too agreements. That means Bally's and the Ocean will honor the terms of contracts reached with the largest the, the city's larger properties. So I guess those two casinos, if there's a if there's a if there's agreement from um, all the Caesars places and and the ones that are sort of in question with the strike, if they negotiate a better contract. Um, there's sort of like an unspoken agreement with with those other with the Ocean View Ocean Casino and Bally's that they're gonna match, and it's not necessarily yeah. like they're they're gonna do it out of the goodness of their heart. No, 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 they're no, gonna no. do it because they have to compete. Correct. For they're gonna, yeah, because they don't wanna they don't wanna rush mm-hmm. um, a run on their labor. Exactly. So everybody just goes over there because it's not hard. I mean, those people. If you're already working there, you already have your license. You're already like ready to step in like day one. Mm-hmm. So. That way, I don't want to undercut's not the right word. It's just they don't want to have to have a labor shortage in their own hotels and casinos. So they rather just eat what eat whatever benefits they have to give to to labor at that point to keep yeah. their business running. And as you say, and this is back to the article, the dispute, the labor dispute comes amid a volatile, t- volatile time for the New Jersey uh, casino industry. Uh, casinos and their partners uh, collectively make more money now than before COVID-19 shut their doors in 2020, but casinos say that their statistics are misleading. They say that they got to keep only about 30% of online casino and sports betting revenue with the rest going to their third-party partners. I don't know, man. That sounds like they're just complaining and saying that they that, that, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I don't ever trust the boss when they say that kind of stuff. Like they I have, mean, you okay? So don't trust. Don't trust. Don't trust the boss. Don't trust the casino. I mean, but they give like I think it's like fifty or sixty percent right mm-hmm. off the top to to New Jersey, like whatever state. Mm-hmm. And then they're not lying about the the sports betting thing because they yeah. just get whatever licenses agreements they have set up with like the actual books that are running. They give that money right off the top. I mean, at the but end of the day, it's it's virtually free money. Yeah. It's not like they're it's not like they're sweating bullets, like you know, making that money. It's yeah. it's free money off the top. But yeah, it is less money than they're used to. So so. But so, then so. also, Atlantic City is a special place though because I love New Jersey. Like I got married in New Jersey. New Jersey's a great. I I think I was having this conversation with somebody from New Jersey. I think New Jersey is like a little micro culture a little like snow globe of america to where it has all different climates it has all like diversity of people like cryptids you know but after, the reason why atlantic city became a thing is because they were the only place 
besides Las Vegas that had casino betting. So everybody on the Eastern seaboard would go. Yeah. But, uh, so, but like, now so like LA has Las Vegas, LA, so LA has Las Vegas and basically New York had New Jersey. That's basically yeah, what it but was. Now you can bet in any, almost any state in the union. So it's like, what is the point of going to AC? Except for online poker, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, you still can't do online poker. Um, but whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I used to know. I used to love online book. So did I. I, <laughs> I got hosed. Yeah, because uh, I was really bad. But yeah, I don't really care. I'm I'm over poker. But I I, I guess my point is that um like according to this article again, revenue is higher than it was prior to COVID nineteen. Um, that means that like. You say that there's more like going out in terms of percentages to these, you know, other third parties, these sports betting things or whatever. But like that only means that their profits aren't as big. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like they're like turning out their what pockets. Other business can you get taxed? Yeah. Just just the tax like 60, 50, 60, 70 percent off the top mm -hmm. and still just make a, an Hand absolute over killing. Yeah. Like, they're not turning out their pockets and flies are coming out of there. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade, uh, goodmorningcomrade.com. We got Jeff and Robert. We're talking about the Atlanta, Atlantic City casino strike. And I'm tr I'm actually out to some people uh, to possibly get uh, guests uh, from from this local. Um, so cross your fingers that we can get them. Oh, um, I hope so. Yeah. Um, I got a couple connections through through the IU. So hopefully that can that can happen. Um, but yeah, just to kind of wrap up on this, AC casinos are no longer, uh, are no stranger to striking union workers. Local 54 went on strike in 2004, which lasted 34 days and walked out against former, uh, Trump Taj Mahal casino in 2016. Uh, I've heard some good stories about that one too. Uh, the Trump Taj Mahal strike ended with the casino shutting down in October of the same year. It reopened in 2018 with, uh, as the hard rock. The labor, so basically, Trump instead of like buckling to the union, he basically just shut his own casino down, which is just like, you know, disgusting owner behavior. The labor have challenge. You, um, have you? It's not Richard Wolf. Who's like the? He's not leftist, but he's real like a moralistic like economist of like why it's like the downfall. Of, I have to send it to you. I can't think of his name right now, but he's been on like a million different. I know you've seen him, but he wrote a whole book about like Trump's Taj Mahal in the last days, like before it went under and like rats running around and like junkies shooting up in the bathroom and stuff like that. How just Atlantic City just became just a mess. Uh, um, no, I can't think of his no, name right now. Definitely. I'll send it to you. God, I, I wish I was. I'd love to get this person on the show to talk. He no, no a he's lot of like always booked, but he's got really good. He's got a really good. Um, analysis of just like hyper capitalism but he also like puts a lot of moralistic stuff on it yeah I mean, it's kind of weird it's not the worst thing in the world uh anyway the labor challenges come against a complicated economic backdrop the ho hospitality industry came back to life last year after a pandemic inflicted slump in 2020 however the industry now faces uncertainty as economists warn of a recession and that recession is going to hit hard which is why these workers need better pay and protections on the job uh, the U.S. game, I don't give a 
damn about the casinos and the management. No. I want the workers to be safe in their jobs, man. That's what's important. Uh, the U.S. gambling industry set a revenue record in 2021. In early 2022, most uh, commercial gambling sites were tracking well ahead of the early months of 2021, according to the American Gaming Association. And they also report that Jersey's gambling industry has generated an estimated $1.6 billion in the first four months of 2022, representing a 19% increase over 2021. So, like, like you said before... Like Vegas might, I mean, I'm sorry, Atlantic City might be hurting or whatever, or that might be like the narrative, but like they're still making more money than they did last year. So it can't be that, it can't be that bad. <laughs> no, they're just make yeah, they're making less money. Yeah. But so the first thing they want to cut is. No, the, the, uh, the, the, there's more revenue, but the profits are smaller or at least not proportionally as, as big. Yeah. No, regardless. I mean, like, again, no tears for the boss. Not at all. Uh, none at all. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you you mentioned earlier that you wanted to talk a little bit about Uvalde and the and the cops. Eh, uh, not really. I didn't re I didn't research. Like I said, I had a I had a busy day at work, so I didn't research it like I wanted to. So um, were... but apparently, like off the cuff, mm-hmm. is that the lies that the Uvalde told... um, police okay, are telling let... have just compounded and compounded, the... and it's. There are so many lies that the Uvalde, I just and, really and just, want this to be the turning point of us to stop worshiping law enforcement in this country. I don't think it will be, but yeah. oh god! I mean, if this doesn't do it, then we're kind of lost. Like it's kind of donezo. What do you mean? Can you can you explain a little bit? Um. So well, so, I mean, so, let's just, let's this just is run so it. this is so blatant. Like uh-huh. the police, the police are lying. I mean. Can you just I don't sort wanna, of like run I back to? I don't want to go into it because, okay. like I said, I didn't research it that hard. I just read a couple articles, and I wanted to print a bunch of stuff out and dig deeper. But the police are lying about their response. They tried to blame the teachers. Yeah, and this is just one of those things. Like, I've had this argument with people. I'm like, cops lie. Like, as somebody who was law enforcement, I was taught how to lie and write a report. Like, this is what you do, and they. And it's like not on, not on, because if you if if you swallow that rough, jagged glass pill of like the people who are supposed to quote unquote protect and serve are actually do not have your best interest at heart, and they are going to lie anytime they can and over dead children's bodies, then it's a really hard to sleep at night. Yeah. When 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 Joe Sixpack has to like come to that realization so we will let that we'll let that fiction just ride Mm -hmm. and i really would like to see this be the thing that you know rubs the scales from people's eyes but if this doesn't do it i don't know what will and that economist name is chris is chris hedges oh yeah i know chris hedges yeah he's cool okay cool um so um this is uh just to put a little bit more specifics to the situation um uvalde school shooting Officers whose wife was shot was disarmed and escorted away by um, by the cops, Texas DPS police says. Um, and then, uh, essentially, there was a, uh, basically many reports of um, parents attempting to go into the school uh, to remove their kids because they were in an active shooter situation and cops were handcuffing and tasing the parents, (laughs) 
which is wild. Yeah. And 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 this just broke probably an hour or two ago. Uh, the all of all the police chief uh, was just placed on leave uh, over the shooter situation. So I can read from this article in the Guardian. Please. Um, the police chief for Texas Elementary uh, School, where a gunman uh, killed 19 children, 19 children, and the cops literally just waited outside for an hour, right? He killed 19 children and two teachers, has been placed on administrative leave, probably with pay, amid outrage that officers did not intervene sooner to stop the shooter. Under the command of P- Pete Arredondo, the police chief for the Uvalde School District, officers held back for about uh, an hour and 15 minutes. Outside of classrooms where an 18-year-old with an AR-15 had opened fire on children and teachers, according to the Texas State Police. So, I mean, like, just just to pause here for a second. Like, <sighs> there's this idea that we have in America, this image, that um, that cops are, like, the one thing that stand between, like order and chaos essentially no. right yeah, and like absolutely. that is that is such pervasive propaganda that sort of is completely and utterly taken for granted by by people it's a, it's a framing that is very broadly accepted by most people and the reality is and this has been confirmed by like supreme court decisions recently in the past, you know, 10, 15 years or whatever, that police have no, um, they have no obligation to protect human life, essentially, if it's going to put their lives in danger, which is insane. Like, what's the point of having these cops if that's, if that's the case? I mean, obviously, that means that the unstated reason for having police uh, actually kind of shines through. But I, I, you want to talk about that a little bit, Robert? I mean, that's a, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and when you like talk to criminals or you're face to face with them, and the ones that aren't psychopaths, who are just like the small amount of people are just going to be psychopaths. Like that's just how yeah. it is. And this goes back to like the hard realizations that you have to deal with, um, to really get a handle on like what's what it means to live in a society. So small, there's a small group of people that are just going to be psychopaths. There's nothing you can do about it. But the only thing that keeps the world and you know and society from descending into chaos is the individual decision that everybody wait makes when they wake up and they say they think to myself, "Well, my life right now is better than living than the 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 prospect of living in a cage for the rest of my life, yeah, by going to prison so if that math doesn't ever add up. To where somebody says, you know what, it's worth me to do X and take a penitentiary chance, then that's when somebody becomes a criminal. Mm-hmm. And when you really sit down and again, you have to swallow that and you have to think about that and you have to like understand the ramifications of that, it means that like as a society, we all are at, we all have responsibility for each other. Yeah. So we all have responsibility to be to like make society the best it can possibly be for everybody. Uh, example I always give is just like okay, when people bitch about like I don't understand why why people in in prison get to go to college for free. I don't understand. I don't understand why they get to do that, and I gotta pay. I'm like, all right. I'm like, here's the thing: people in 
in prison, like 90% of people in prison are going to get out. So who do you want to meet in a dark alley? Do you want to meet a guy with a college education and prospects? Or do you want a guy who spent his time inside of a cage and then they just randomly let him out after an arbitrary uh, period of time and he has no prospects, no hope, and no vision for the future? I know the person I want to run into in the, at one in the morning trying to get back to my car. Yeah. And and again, that um, just to sort of like get I may, I may be a little bit like uh, come down in a different place like I think that that what you're talking about does have a uh, a component to of it the sort of uh, hello Robert you there hello 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 we dropped we dropped I don't know what happened but anyway um I guess I would say that like I think the the, the prison sort of like threat of that um does sort of like sit in the back of people's minds, but most of, it's not the basis by which most people make their decisions. I guess most people, I think, are you know social by nature and like are willing to take you know to 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 help other people out in most situations as long as they're getting by or even like put themselves out. Yeah, uh, I disagree with you. I have a I have a dimmer view of uh-huh. of Humanity. society. Okay. I don't think I don't think we're that much different from the the primates that we evolved from. Uh, at at this point, um, okay. Um, I got, human uh, as 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 human animals, mm-hmm. uh, we are going to take the road of least resistance at all times. So we're going. Our bodies do. This isn't even like a conscious choice. Our bodies do this. Our bodies will conserve. Our bodies are built to conserve calories, conserve energy, and reproduce. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what our bodies want to do. And that's just our biological function. Mm-hmm. Now, people subconsciously will make that same choice. If, if people have the material needs met, they're not, they're, the easier path for them is for most people who aren't psychopaths are going, is going to be to live in the tribe of the society we've created. It's once you start chipping away at Maslow at Maslow's pyramid, yeah, you, you start chipping away at that, and you start taking people, and then people cannot get their material, and they cannot they can't get their material needs met, and they can't even think about actualizing it mm-hmm. as human beings. Then their life becomes they check out of society. It becomes crabs in a bucket, right? Yeah, yeah, to some to some degree. I mean, I see where you're going with that. I wouldn't say a hundred percent, but it's just. To some degree. And you hear people say, if you talk talk to people who are in jail, like especially mm-hmm. in this city, like they'd be like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it how I live. Mm-hmm. And that means that has get it how you live has two different sayings. It, 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 there's two different meanings. When somebody says you get it how you live, it means that one thing is karma. They're saying that like, oh, when you what you put out there, you're going to get the same thing back. Mm-hmm. The other meaning when somebody says "get it how you live" is like I'm in this situation, so I gotta get I gotta get it out the mud, no matter how I can get it, mm-hmm. and I can't worry about you because I gotta get it. Mm-hmm. And that's now if people are have if people have gotten it already have quote unquote it or have a clear and easier path to it than taking a penitentiary chance. 99.99999% of people are going to take are, are going to take that easier path than taking a chance of spending their life in a cage. Yeah. Me and you just have like different views on people. People yeah. to me people are selfish. 
Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think people are unselfish. I um, think that, um, I think that just, you're we right. We have to work with that as a society. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think that, um, I think part of going along with that is that, like, again, people who ha have their needs met are in the position to make decisions that are more selfless, I guess you could say. So, like, yeah, it's almost it's a, it, it's a prerequisite to. So, I think we're agreeing probably more than than, than disagreeing. I guess you could say. I just don't. I, I I really just don't think that people. I don't think that that people doing the right thing, the quote unquote right thing, is natural. Is a is a natural state of being for us. I think it's a learned state of being that that it's a habit. Yeah. That by doing the right thing by your tribe, your society, and helping other people out, it will release, you know, um, oxytocin and endorphins, and it's a learned behavior that could that you can become addicted to and want to and want to forward society. But I don't think it's something that people naturally like. All right, I'm gonna push back a little bit towards. actually on that part, just because, um, just because, like, if there's this oxytocin that's released, that's natural, right? Like if yeah, that's, but that's like, that's a learn that's a that's your brain being wired for that. Yeah, yeah okay. natural is so, not the right word. Yeah, yeah, natural is yeah, okay. not the right. It's a yeah, I, it's I, a when it gets to, behavior. When it gets, to, when it gets to naturalistic arguments and those kinds of things, I'm generally okay. just like give me an idea. So to give you an idea, of what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. So right now I'm like going to the gym super hard. I'm doing yeah. like I'm eating in a calorie deficit. I'm down almost 20 pounds. Right, killing it in the last like two months. And I'm putting on like I'm putting on muscle. So naturally, going back to my to my first kind of thesis, naturally my body wants to conserve energy, conserve calories, and keep on, you know, and 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 keep weight on. So I want to eat the most high calorie, calorie dense foods I can possibly get my hands on. I want pizza, I want ice cream, I want hot Cheetos, I want all that. Mm -hmm. But I know that's my that's my physiological body. But my actual like brain process knows that is not going to be good for me in the long run. So what I had to do is create new pathways. I had to be like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go to the gym. And in the beginning, it hurts. Mm -hmm. But now it's it's to a point where it's a learned behavior that oxytocin I would get from eating a slice habits. of pizza habits. is now released when I go to the gym. Yeah, habits. It's habits. Right. It's replacement behaviors. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So natural, like, yeah, I agree with you, like... I shouldn't be saying natural no, state of being. I'm not trying to like. Be I'm not trying to learn, like. Learn behavior was the yeah. right way to go. Well, and again, like, um, I think one of the defining components of a of a society is that um, is that it is it requires at least that level of like cooperation. Like, you cannot have a society that is purely based on competition. That is not anything that has ever existed ever in the world. Because you need to have some set of stated rules and norms, or ne maybe not even necessarily stated rules and norms, but like you need to have some set of rules by which people in that society behave, right? And this goes to my whole uh, my whole point of why people become libertarians and why they have the logic they because do they is feel because like at a, 
at, at its very premise, like uh-huh. this whole thing of like, just take America, for example, the United States, and we're supposed to, you know, we're a federal system and we're supposed to, and then a state system in the city. And we're all supposed to live in this like grand society, this grand shining city on the hill. Yeah. But then also we're supposed to be at everybody's throats all at yeah. the same time trying to climb up on their backs and trying to, to subjugate them and exploit their labor because that's that's how our our, our our economic system of capitalism works. Those two things can never be at peace. It's an irreconcilable. Those two things are completely... So libertarians are saying that, you know, going they're saying that, well, yeah, like, our society doesn't make sense if you're telling me that I'm supposed to be a cutthroat capitalist. Right. What is all this, like, let's hold hands in the town square garbage? And I'm like, that... That... that Thought process is completely logical. It is logical. No, no, I, I never said that that um, that libertarians are not logical. Oh, I, I would never. I, I, and like, look, you're not going to find a whole lot of people that have much more contempt for libertarians than me. So, like, mm-hmm. but um, but but no, like that that is a logical conclusion to come from come to if you. But I guess before that, you have to accept the competition line, and you have to reject. Or ignore the part that is uh, has anything to do with cooperation, like cooperation in a libertarian sense or in a libertarian brain is um, hierarchical. Like you would only cooperate with somebody if you can get something out of it materially, right. like transactionally. Like you you do something because you get paid for it. Like it's 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 really really um, it's really really selfish thinking. I guess you could say, and I hate this. Like, I feel like I sound like I'm a, uh, like a baby when I say that kind of stuff, right? Like this person being selfish or whatever. Like, like, but I view things the way I view things in the world is that in our society, if we work together, that is better for me. It's better for Absolutely. everybody. We're, okay, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, because that's that's the line I try to I try to come with instead of. Most people on the ground, instead of when I have these conversations, instead of trying to, to moralize and tell them why they need to yeah. do the right things for society, I try to convince them on why doing the right things for society is doing the right thing for themselves. Yeah, it's good for material reasons, which, right. which like, look, 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 people are going to moralize. And, like, I don't think it's a good strategic approach. I don't think it's a good, um, in most cases, in certain cases, especially when you're dealing with liberals, I guess you can. it could be a good strategic approach, but not always. Because they can ignore, they're they're so good at ignoring like, <laughs> like actual moral like <laughs> horrors that we that we put forward on uh, people that do to one another within the society that we currently have. But like, um, like I'm not against. I don't hate moralists or whatever. I just like find that when those kinds of arguments are being made. They're not going to convince very many people of very many different things. You know what I mean? No, not at all. And 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 again, because the um, and again, I also do think that like like um, a lot of people are when it comes to logic of these sorts of things, very lazy. Like they'll come to their conclusion and then sort of construct the logic for what they already believe around that. You know what I mean? They'll sort of like do a parallel construction of like okay. I'm starting at the conclusion that um, I'm a libertarian and, you know, cops <laughs> or whatever. Uh, uh, I'm a libertarian or cops are good or whatever. And everything that happens in a world, like, by its own, like, just by, by, by virtue of it existing, justifies that conclusion. No matter what way, you know, no, no matter what else happens. 
That makes sense? No, we're in agreement. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good. We're ending on agreement. That's good. Well, anyway, uh, we are ending also uh, the show because you're breaking up real bad. It's all right. Um, no, we're not, uh, oh, okay. We're we're, we're done because uh, this has been okay. Oh, good. Uh, good morning, comrade. You have been listening to a very special episode where we um where we talked about strikes and we talked about uh, a little bit of philosophy actually, which is not something that we often do on this show, and I, I'm actually kind of digging it. Um, and then next week I actually have a um, show planned out. Um, I got my buddy, my buddy Jonah, uh, from Labor Notes, and also from the great uh, Substack. Who gets the bird? Um, he may be coming on the show next week with another friend of mine, Raul, who's a, a SCI union worker, um, staffer. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Labor Notes conference that uh, took place last weekend, and a little bit of um, labor and the left, and sort of like the relationship that exists. Because I mean. There is a complicated there is a complicated dynamic that exists um, with with sort of like the left sort of activisty movement that exists in America and with the labor movement as it exists. And I think that would be very good and very helpful to sort of find ways to reconcile some of the some of the issues that we have there. And these these two guys are really great to talk about with that. So um, check out our Twitch channel um, for that. I'm going to be broadcasting that on. Uh, Thursday at I think noon um, and then um, yeah check us out every Saturday on WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3 Robert anything anything you want to say on the way out no that's all right I'm good you're I'm good very tired all right well uh, what's the score with the lightning how are they two, doing two 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 uh-oh how many yeah. times left I don't know it's like third it's going in the half period now all right well cool after the second sorry all right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we love you. Bye-bye. See you.